He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. All right, all right. So happy to be here with you this morning on another beautiful morning. We could get out of the house in a pair of shorts. Woo! I'm telling you, November election day. So here's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to go over the election day uh, locations for both Kerrville and Fredericksburg. And then we'll do a couple of, uh, uh, of uh, little announcements and then we'll come back and I'll give them again. So you can listen up now. Um, and uh, they made it real easy. And, and I guess the only way to tell you is I don't have your address. Um, you're going to need to look on your uh, voter registration card to find your precinct number. Now, generally, these locations don't change much. But they're, they've changed this time. So you have a new location. So find your um, uh, voter registration card. Harley did it real well. If your precinct number in Kerrville begins with a 1, you're going to Riverside Church of Christ. If it begins with a 1, precinct 101, 107, 109, 113, 118, 119, Riverside Church of Christ. If your precinct number begins with a 2, 202, 211, 215, 220, also a new location. You're out at the Hill Country Youth Exhibit Center, I believe that is uh, that that location has more names than any other single location in the universe. Um, but this one says Hill Country Youth Exhibit Center. Um, I think there's something about Happy Bank, all kinds of different names for that. But that's where you go if your precinct number starts with a two. If your precinct number starts with a three. You're going to Callow Theater, Callow Theater, 303-308-312-314. And then if your precinct number begins with a 4, you're going to the West Kerr Annex in Ingram, 404-405-406-410-416-417. West Kerr Annex in Ingram. All right, let's get to the Fredericksburg locations. Precincts 1, 8, and 12 out at the First Baptist Church. That is uh, 3022 North State Highway 16, First Baptist Church for Precincts 1, 8, and 12. Precincts 2, 5, 10, and 15 meet at the Hysterical Society Sanctuary Hall. Oh, I'm sorry, Historical Society Sanctuary Hall, 312 West San Antonio Street. That's for precincts 2, 5, 10, and 15. Precincts 3, 6, and 7 go to AgriLife Extension Building. And precincts 4, 9, and 13 go to the Girl Scout Cabin. All right, we'll go over that here in just a minute. Going to do it again so you'll have a chance to get a pen and paper and go find your uh, voter registration card, and I can go through the precincts again, and I'm going to do that in about three minutes so run, get that paper, find your voter registration card. All right, what do we have on the calendar tomorrow, tomorrow night, Wednesday night at 6 o'clock, We the People, Liberty in Action are going to be having uh, their uh, their regular meeting um, at, uh, it's not even a meeting, it's a meetup is what they call it, uh, formerly known as a meet and greet. 
But you know these uh, these kids today, they got to rename everything. So we the people, Liberty in Action, meet up is at the Acapulco Mexican Restaurant in Kerrville. And uh, then the only other thing I have right now is next Thursday. So getting out a week ahead, next Thursday is the preppers meeting, and I'll get you more information on that. By the way, I want to say a very special thanks to two special listeners who happen to be sisters out of Bernie, and that would be Flo and Glow, and both of them have contacted me uh, here in the last week. I got uh, two calls yesterday, and Flo and Glow, here's what they're doing. They're calling their friends. They're telling their friends. They say, In fact, they say, we trust Mr. Long, we trust Matt Long, and here's what he recommends, and they even wanted some clarification on one of the ballots yesterday evening because uh, uh, Flo was going to call some of her retired teacher friends, and so she wanted some clarification. And so Flo and Glow, man, if there was a prize, a listener's prize for being activated, they would get it. You know, I still have at the top of my notes that I, uh, uh, my uh, plan that I work with every day, I call it my... Um, it's, uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's what I call it. I can't even remember the name of it. My matrix, the top of my matrix, the very first line, it says, why are we here? Why are we here? And uh, it's been a long time since I've started out the program by saying, why are we here? But flow and glow are examples of why we are here. They're listening to this program. They're also doing their own homework and to show that they're doing more than just following my directions they're actually looking at uh, they were looking at uh, uh, number nine and saying wait a minute I there I need some clarification on this so they're doing their own homework along with what I had mentioned on my program and goodness you heard yesterday Angela and I disagree on on uh, number one um, and so please take mine as advice as to what it is do your own homework and be a flow or be a glow. I'm telling you, these two ladies are awesome. And um, if you want to guess by their names, um, what their um, age is, <laughs> yeah, you're probably going to get it right. Um, flow and Glow um, are doing our <laughs> – this is amazing. Thank you, Flow and Glow, for listening. And thank you, Flow and Glow, for – calling me over the last few days for clarification and for calling your friends and helping them understand these uh, these ballot issues. So, special shout out, love, thanks, hugs, kisses to Flow and Glow. Thank you so much. Um, all right, back to here we go. The uh, voting locations in Fredericksburg, precincts 1, 8, and 12 at Faith Baptist Church. Precincts 2, 5, 10, and 15 at the Historical Society. That's on West San Antonio. Precincts 3, 6, and 7, AgriLife Extension Building. Um, and uh, Precincts 4, 9, and 13 at the Girl Scout Cabin. And let's get over to my Kerrville. If your precinct begins with a 1, you're going to Riverside Church of Christ. If your precinct number begins with a 2, you're going to the Hill Country Youth Exhibit Center. If your precinct number starts with a three, you're going to Callow Theater. And if your precinct number starts with a four, you're going to West Kerr Annex 
make sure you get out and vote today. In fact, I, I give you permission. You can you can go ahead and 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 leave now, and and I'll give you permission. You can listen on the radio, but if you have to tune out while you go vote, you've got my permission. So, there you go. A little bit of words of wisdom from Ben Franklin before we uh, uh, take um, um, some uh, uh, take a short break. And um, uh, there, um, this is from Poor Richard's Almanac from uh, 1738. Um, and so, uh, the, the 1738, um, poor Richard's almanac, uh, starts out very interesting. Um, of course, you know, poor Richard, uh, Richard, uh, his name was Saunders, Richard Saunders. That's actually Ben Franklin. That was his, uh, nom de plume. Um, and, uh, so the 1738 poor Richard's almanac starts out, it's written by, uh, poor Richard's wife. Uh, her name is Bridget Saunders. Of course, you know, there is no Bridget Saunders. So this is another personification of Ben Franklin. And uh, so I think that's kind of funny. And, and uh, so Bridget Saunders says, my good man set out last week for Potawamak to visit an old stargazers of his acquaintance and see about a little place for us to settle and end our days on. And she said he left a copy of this almanac all sealed up, and he said, send it to the press. And uh, so she says, you know, I suspected something, and therefore as soon as he was gone, I opened it. And uh, so there you go. So Bridget did not like uh, what she saw in the almanac. I, this is so, what a sense of humor. What, what, what a brain, uh, a mind that Ben Franklin had. So... Here we go from the 1738 uh, Poor Richard's Almanac, which was edited by Bridget Saunders. Um, she says, there are three faithful friends, an old wife, an old dog, and ready money. Three faithful friends, an old wife, an old dog, and ready money. All right, folks, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. He's seen a few skirmishes in his time. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. Right, we are back. You're listening to the Matt Long Show on the Hill Country Patriot, where we're going to have Pastor Greg here on at the bottom of the hour. Um, and um, so, what were the results of the third special session that ends today? Uh, well, there, two of the four um, uh, uh, options, two of the four measures that the uh, governor put out as uh, special sessions passed. Only two of them. The uh, vax shot, the COVID-19 vaccine uh, mandate from private businesses, um, that has been banned. And so that is uh, COVID-19 bans. um, That passed and is going to the governor's uh, uh, desk. Then the um, increasing the penalties for human smuggling and operating a stash house. The other two, um, the school choice and the, excuse me, Colony Ridge, um, call uh, did not uh, did not make any headway. Of course, the biggest disappointment was the school choice, 
But I have to tell you, I am now dead set completely against any school choice bill that's coming out of the House. There, There's not going to be a good one coming out of the House. And so what did they do? They they had all of this time to do this during the, the 88th regular session, um, and then the first session, then the second special session, then the third special session. I'm trying to think of how many days that would be, 30, 41, 20, 200 and... Uh, let's see, 140 days plus 3 times 30, 100, 230. They had 230 days to come up with a school choice bill, and they couldn't do it without just making it the most. <laughs> it is the messiest redistribution of wealth you've ever seen in your life. Um, it is, it is, it's no good. I'm not gonna, I, I, there's no way I can support it. And, uh, these people who are saying, well, it's better than nothing, Mr. Long. How long are you going to take the crumbs off of the Republican table? When the Republicans brush some crumbs off the table and they say, and then you say, well, it's better than nothing. No. No, we're tired of taking the crumbs off the table. The Texas House needs to come up with a school choice bill. The Senate needs to come up with a school choice bill that actually is school choice. Not this in not this insane they've got it they've got limits. They've got the people with the disabilities uh, over 400% below the federal poverty limit. Annual income below 185% of the federal. I mean, members of a household with a total annual income above 100, below 400%. They got all of these silly numbers. And then on top of that, the one that was just uh, introduced, see the House, they're, they're, so, they're just so brilliant after 300 and, uh, or let's see, 140, what did I say, plus 90, 230 days. They've got a plan now. And and they're getting out ahead of the fourth special session. And and they're going to tell you how, how on top of it they are. Oh, yeah, this one they're proposing for the fourth special session, um, it's also going to require uh, that everybody uh, who is in the ESA program needs to take a state test. They're, they They want you on the test. They want you part of the state test. And I keep, I keep coming up with the funniest line that I heard during the testimony of those who were against <laughs> those who were against school choice, who got up to testify, and uh, but they said, you know, we're we're probably going to have uh, school choice and. And and I guess if if we are going to have school choice, even though I'm against it, I want to make sure we need to make sure we have tests and this and that, so that their choice they make is as good as the public education they're getting in the public school. I'm serious. They actually made that argument that that they want to make sure that they got their fingers all over these other schools, private schools and home schools. They want to make sure that they have to do the tests and all of these things because they want to make sure that the students who choose to leave the public school system of Texas, that they get as good of an education as the Texas public schools gives them. Are you laughing yet? Are you laughing yet? You know, this last year, up until this last year, we had... Um, 
we had these grades that a school district could get, an A, B, C, or a D. What was it, A, B, C, or a fail, A, B, C, something like that. And, um, and so what they ended up doing, they just saw too many schools that weren't even qualifying for a C. I'm serious. This is what happened. They had enough schools that were not qualifying for a, even a C that they said, well, you know, because of COVID and all of, all of this, the, the disruptions, we're going to get rid of everything below a C. All right? And, and so the school ratings this year, this past year, nobody got below a C. Why? That's amazing. Now, that C stands for average, doesn't it? No, they eliminated the D and the F. I, I would have loved that in college. I, I failed a class or two in college. I would have loved to have just gotten a C on it rather than failing that class. So, yeah, back to the joke of the day. Those uh, that want to, that are against school choice, they're concerned that if you go to another school, you might not get as good an education as Texas public schools will give you. And we're ranked what in the nation for reading and math? And yeah, we're, we're approaching 50th in the country. And, um, but that's what their concern is. So you can have a good chuckle on that one today. Um, don't know when the fourth session is going to start. Um, don't know if it's going to be any good or not, but um, these uh, school choice bills, please don't get all excited about these school choice bills because none of them are coming close to true choice. They're just not. And um, if you're willing to accept the crumbs off the table that a Republican-led House, a Republican-led Senate, a Republican-held executive office, a Republican, Lord, we hold the Republicans and conservatives hold all the cards in Texas, and yet they want to they force you into these public schools or they want to make sure you get an education as good as the Texas public schools offer. All right, I'm going to try to get myself... Uh, under control here y'all stay tuned hopefully when we get back we will have pastor greg on the line with us there's more where that came from matt log on the hill country patriot i'll be back All right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. And uh, we're going to get Pastor Greg here on the line in a second. Um, but uh, we are uh, talking today about a, um, he, uh, had a he had a guest um, who has a website named CommonCoreDiva.com. Go check it out. She is not in favor of Common Core, but check it out. Let's see, uh, get Pastor Greg on here. Welcome back to Trend Generation Radio, where no topic is off limits and everything filtered through biblical glasses. And I am very, very excited again, as we do on Tuesdays, to join my very dear friend at Hill Country Patriot Radio and the Matt Long Show, joining us here at Trend Generation Radio. Welcome aboard, Matt Long. Good to have you, brother. Yeah, good to have you as well on the uh, Hill Country Patriot ship. 
So uh, I guess we're all there aboard each other's boards. So there you go. There's got to be a joke in there somewhere. Um, man, I'm telling you what, today is Election Day in Texas, and uh, got a lot of excitement yep. going, I guess, across the country as well. Um, are you looking? There's, yeah. Are you yeah. looking at any national, um, or is there anyone outside of Texas that has your attention this morning? Well, actually, there there is a race in uh, in Georgia that uh, that 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 kind of has my attention, and uh, and I'll tell you a, a <laughs> big reason why. Um, I've had two candidates from the set for the seventh district Congress in Georgia. Uh, on my program, I had the first one on, uh, and uh, uh, that is uh, Mr. Corbin. And hang on, I had, oh, I know where it is. Uh, let me see. There we go. Uh, I had, uh, he's a Republican congressional uh, candidate, Michael Corbin. Uh, and I had him on, very strong Christian, very strong conservative, um, and, and, Strong family values, uh, you know, talking about the LGBTQ, the abortion issue, all of that. Mm -hmm. Just had another guy on today who um, has a number. He claims that he's pro-life, but he has a number of exceptions for abortion. Mm -hmm. Claims that he's, you know, not against your gun rights, but he wants to make sure your guns are all locked up at home. Right, yeah. Yep. And uh, and then he's, he's pro-gay marriage. We we call those trans and, we call those trans publicans. He he yeah, he, yeah. He, and he's, he appears, he's running as a Republican. And he's running as a Republican. That's definitely a trans publican or a rhino. But that's um that's not what you and I discussed last night for today's topic. No. So I, I, no. I, I thought no, I was no, no, to, no. Well <gasps> well, you know what? Let me let me so let me no, but let me build the bridge. Let okay. me build the bridge because Go for there it. is a bridge. All right. There there is a bridge. And, and, and the bridge is this. So, um, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, Disney and, 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 uh, their, what their objective, you know, trying to push the LGBTQ agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we talked about, you know, the entertainment world as a whole and some of the messaging in that. And there was a time years and years ago, I mean, years and years ago, like in the sixties where you had shows like father knows best, right? Right. Where where it was, you know, it was all about, you know, parents and parents had great wisdom, even with the Partridge family. I mean, you know, the mom kind of knew where, I mean, she, yeah, they were hip and they were a lot of different things. But at the end of the day, they went to mom for counsel and mom gave them what was, you know, decent counsel, right? Yep. Well, then we started this transition of, of you know, um, mom and dad don't know. What's yeah. best? Super kids. The kids all know better than mom and dad. And where do the kids get their information? Well, from the teacher, right? The, right. the teacher knows more than the parents know. And so this indoctrination of mom and dad are dumb, mom and dad are of a different generation. They just don't get it. They just don't understand and so on. And that began to be introduced. And, and we've had now... Uh, you know, if you look at parents anywhere between 35 and, and probably even 50, um, they have all been indoctrinated with that, with, with that concept that their parents really didn't know. Now, 
I know there's the old adage, right, that says, you know, when you're a teenager, you know, mom and dad are really dumb, and then you get into your 20s, and suddenly mom and dad become more wise. And the older you get, the more you realize mom and dad probably have some pretty good wisdom for you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the education system has indoctrinated in the other way. So now we have a younger children that are coming up that are being raised by this group who were told that their parents were dumb, who don't know how to parent because they were told that their parents didn't know how to parent. Right. So they bought into it. So, yeah. Yeah. And so what have they been told now? They've been told, come and let us teach you how to be a parent yes. within the construct of the system that we want your kids to be indoctrinated into. Wow. Yeah, and, and they're making it look like they want to help parents. I think that's the whole key to this, the trickery on this, is yes. that they, they want yes. to make it look like they want to say, you know, we're, we're just here to help you. It's almost like we're from the government and we're here to help you. And that's exactly what it is. And I think there's proof in that. Before you, uh, before this uh, segment, I was talking about the proposed um, uh, school choice bill uh, for the fourth special session in Texas. We don't know when it's going to be called. But in it, it has for the homeschoolers, or and not I'm sorry, not the homeschoolers, but those who choose to go to another school outside of their zip code or whatever, they're going to have to take all kinds of tests that match up with the uh, Texas uh, uh, with the Texas goals. And at first, yep. it's, uh, it, you know, and those are the strings. Tell us why. Tell us how taking that test falls into this uh, thesis that you have. Well, so, so what this does is, is what you're creating. Remember, what they're doing is, is they're indoctrinating the kids. Right. They want all the kids to be taught and indoctrinated in the same way, that to believe all the same lies and the same things uh, about, about history, about where we came from, all of those same lies. Now, by creating the testing system and saying, that's fine, we'll give you choice. However, your choice still requires you to take our tests. They now have the ability to control what kind of curriculum is being taught in your quote-unquote choice. Mm. And the minute that they do that through testing, they're now saying, it doesn't matter. See, this is the whole, at the end of the day, this is what the, the issue is. It doesn't matter then if you go to an, a, a charter school or even they're trying to breach it into your home. They're right. saying homeschool students now are going to be required to have this kind of testing. Oh, you can teach your kid at home. Go ahead. But guess what? You're going to still teach them out of the same books that have the same poison that we're poisoning the minds of every other child with, including you can't call your son a son or your daughter a daughter in your own home. Oh, and they're going to do checks. I mean, I don't know if you, if, if anybody has seen the last God's not dead movie, hmm. but that whole movie was about the, the, them coming into the home and doing an education check and sitting in, as they were giving instruction to the kids in this person's living room, and they disagreed with what was being taught. 
Mm. And they ended up having to go to a congressional hearing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I um. What? How do we? Uh, the founders. It's very interesting that the founders. You can go. You just pick one and go through, and you'll read far enough into their own writings and their own words, and you will find out how important education was to every single founder. I mean, it was above and beyond. You've got letters that John Adams wrote to his son. You've got. Uh, advice that Franklin gave, uh, yeah, all of these on, on education and how important education was, but nowhere in the Constitution, Pastor Greg, nowhere in the Constitution or even the Declaration is mandatory education. So what what does that tell us? What What does that say to you that this was one of the most important things and yet they did not put it into law when they founded the country? Well, I, I think, in, in my opinion, the, the, the purpose behind that was is that they understood that the shaping of young minds was something that belonged to the parents. The shaping of young minds belonged to the parents. And, and you know, I remember years ago uh, some of the arguments that the progressives would come out with. Well, you know, you really shouldn't be teaching your kids your belief system. You ought to let them explore that. You ought to let them figure that out on their own. Mm. Well, actually, according to the Word of God, you're under the admonition of Scripture to raise up a child in the way that they should go so that when they grow old, they will return back to it. Yeah. If you're going to have children, then your responsibility as a parent is to raise them up. And now you have a responsibility, and this is what they've stripped away. This is why this 100-year arc is so important to understand. They have stripped away from so many the ability to have critical thinking, the ability to have... How many times do you hear parents that will say, well, I'm not really equipped to homeschool. I'm not smart enough. I don't know. You have been told you're not smart enough. That's right. You've been lied to. Yeah. You've been told you can't figure this out. And if you're having difficulty figuring some things out, then then apply yourself to learn how. But by all means, don't learn from them because all they want to do is teach you their way so that they can get you to do their bidding in indoctrinating your child. Mm. I think the key to this here in Texas right now is that parents and citizens need to be on top of these school choice bills. I was real excited about it when um, when I thought we were going to get some true school choice bills, and I was I'm, I was all for them. I mean, the first one that came out, I was thinking, yeah, yeah, school choice, let's go. And then you start reading in the details, and the 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 devil is absolutely in the details on this thing. And so, my I guess my line right now is no, no, no to these school choice bills. I believe in school choice. But these bills are not good, and we need to read the details before we just jump in and accept the crumbs. These are crumbs that are falling off the Republican Amen. table in in Texas. Yep. Uh, Pastor Greg, I'm going to let you wrap it up. I've got some stuff I want to do in the, the, the last 10 minutes of the program today, so I'll let you wrap this up. 
So what I would suggest to you is this, you know, as, as Matt was saying, um, you, you need to be paying attention to the details. And as you go to vote, just remember this, whenever the government gives you, the government can take from you. Right. I don't care what it is. I, I voted no on farmers and ranchers' rights. People say, oh, well, how, well, how could you do that? I'll tell you why. And I told Dale Holst this on my program. Because anything the government hands you, anytime the government comes in and says, oh, you're free to do this because why? Because we said so. Guess what? They can come right back around and say, now guess what? Now you're not free anymore. Because you voted us in. You brought us in. As Ronald Reagan used to say, the most scary words you'll hear is the knock at the door and the government says, we're here to help you. Tell them no. Send them away. Even the ones in Austin, especially the ones in Austin right now. Back to you. All right, Pastor Greg, it's always great. Look forward to visiting with you. Ask your uh, audience to keep me in your prayers, uh, their prayers today. I'm going to be traveling for the next 24 hours driving and uh, just need some extra prayers for that so um, pastor greg always good to talk to you on tuesdays and uh, thank you sir thank you again thank you matt god bless you sir all right so there we go pastor greg and uh, there's his take on uh, number one which uh, i've been saying yes to um and he's saying no angela's saying no i got an email yesterday someone who was uh, very disappointed that I had said yes on one. So we'll see. The election is today. Go have your voice heard. Make your vote count. And uh, we'll be right back after this short break. I need to speak some truth about the Texas House. And uh, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Texas politicians fear him. He's Matt Long. I'm telling you what, it's really hard just to come in here and start talking and and fade out Leonard Skinner, the greatest rock and roll band ever. Um, But yeah, we have to do it uh, as much as I'd just love to turn up Call Me the Breeze and keep playing it. Um, But we can't do that. So, well, I'm choosing not to. I guess I could if I wanted to. Who knows? Maybe we'll just do that someday. All right, so. The You've already heard uh, the Texas House. I've been talking about this ad nauseum about the Texas House, um, the uh, their behavior this last session and the session before that, their behavior during these three special sessions, the blackmail that was attempted during the first special session um, by the Texas House where they just came in and uh, wrote a bill, sent it to the Senate, and then just quit, walked away, left, and said, Senate, take it or leave it. That is not how our system was designed. There was a very well state, a very well written statement released by Representatives Tenderholt, Harrison, Toth, and Schatzline. All right, and uh, this statement, if you want to read this, along with a statement from Kyle Biederman and Andy Hopper as well as another one from Tony Tenderholt. They're all in your Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter, which you received yesterday. 
If you don't get the Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter, demand it. Yeah, you know what that means. Go to fredericksburgteaparty.org and sign up for it. Um, but here's a statement. I want to read it to you uh, from Tenderholt, Harrison, Toth, and Schatzline. And this is a statement on Phelan's abuse of house rules to give six-day vacation after failing to pass school choice. So here's the statement. In recent years, the House has made it common practice to, quote, stand at ease for short periods of time while waiting on members to conduct off-floor negotiations, make edits to amendment language, or to otherwise prepare for the next item of business before the chamber. This informal practice has not required a vote of the present members. Today, and this was uh, this was uh, last uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, he says today. Just lost my place. Um, today, Speaker Phelan abused this informal practice in lieu of a proper recess or adjournment, which would have required a vote of the members. It is particularly troubling to hear an announcement that the House stands at ease for an indefinite period of time, up to five or six days, while the members are conducting business. This appears to violate Article 3, Section 17 of the Texas Constitution, which stipulates that one chamber may not adjourn for more than three days without the permission of the other chamber. The speaker mentioned this was being done to allow messages to come over from the Senate over the weekend. However, there are items on the governor's call which still require the House's attention. We swore an oath to uphold the Texas Constitution, including the Constitution's command that one chamber should not abandon the work of the legislature without the permission of the other. Speaker Phelan's decision was made so quickly that we were not given the opportunity to properly object, nor does there seem to be a clear process to object to the Speaker's unilateral declaration that we are standing at ease. Accordingly, we wish to make our concerns over the Speaker's flagrant disregard of the Texas Constitution, our House rules, and accepted House practice known so this this was and we've talked about this ever since it happened uh when feeling um when i uh tuned in last week and uh stayed tuned in all day um until like 10 or 11 at night when uh the uh the 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 speaker finally came in um and then the next day they showed up and um he said we're gonna stand at ease now, we all know what that means, stand at ease. You've seen it in the movies. The military, the guys, the boys are all out there. They're in uh, parade, uh, and anybody in the military is probably going to get mad at me because I don't know the right terms. But they're standing there at attention, and you see them rigid, and, and uh, the guy's going by inspecting them, and, they, and then he says, at ease. What, what do they do? They just relax, but they hang out because they know that standing at ease means... Take, uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this short break. That's what standing at ease means. 
And so he knew that, and the speaker knew that he couldn't call for a, um, he couldn't, he could not call for a, uh, uh, he couldn't, he couldn't end it completely. And again, I just lost another word, but uh, he knew that he couldn't end it. And so he said, stand at ease. And then he said, you know, you would think, well, maybe 15, 20 minutes, they'll stand at ease sometimes for an hour or two hours to have lunch. He said, stand at ease on Wednesday. And then he said, um, watch your emails. Um, we'll probably come back Monday or Tuesday. And then he hit the gavel. There was no opportunity for anybody to question anything, to object to it, to uh, make a statement, none whatsoever. Basically, this is just underscores how out of control the Speaker of the House is in Texas. He is completely out of control. If you didn't see that in this session, if you haven't seen that yet, I don't know what you're paying attention to. I, I really don't. But this Speaker of the House, we've got two opportunities. You want to help get rid of him in his district? Then go down and support David Covey. All right, David Covey is running against him in the district, and David Covey will make a great, a great representative for that area. And then in January of 25, we'll deal with who a speaker is, but at least Phelan won't be in the picture. That's kind of what we're after. All right, that's what we're after. And so the idea that um, that this guy's doing a good job is just, it's no good. He's not doing a good job. He's carrying the water for the Democrats. This last bill that they're putting forward on school choice is a Democrat's dream for school choice. And um, I, it's the best, I, feeling's got to go. And unless your representative is named Tenderholt or Harrison or Toth or Schatzline, unless your representative has one of those four names, they are responsible for Dade Phelan and they are responsible for his behavior. And we're going to continue pointing that out, that Ellen Troxclair and Andy Murr are carrying the water for a trans-publican Speaker of the House who's doing everything to block Republican priorities.